Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Lord be with you, and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Some Pharisees came, and to test him they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote the commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them, made male, made them male and female. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they, know they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house of the disciples uh, asked him again about this matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that, he, that, he, that uh, he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord. The word, the light. Okay, be seated, please. I say good afternoon to you. Thank you. I'm going to take you on a short walk down memory lane. Now, some of you may have heard of a singer-songwriter from the 1970s by the name of Ray Stevens. He was famous for writing and recording comedy songs such as Bridget the Midget, Ahab the Arab, The Streak, and many others. 
He did record a few serious songs, the most famous of which was Everything is Beautiful. That particular song starts with a group of children singing words that tie in nicely with the topic of my homily today. And the verse goes something like this. In case you didn't catch it, it said, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Now in this afternoon's gospel reading, the disciples try to prevent the children from coming to Jesus to receive his blessing. In his stern rebuke, Jesus reminds the disciples that the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Does this mean that the kingdom belongs to children? Or does it mean that the kingdom belongs to those who are like children. I tend to believe it's the, ma- it's the latter of the two. So what does it mean to receive the kingdom like a little child? There's an apparent contradiction that can best be handled by those who are like children. God is all-powerful, perfect, and hates sin. But at the same time, he is good, free, and grace, and he, and he loves us. Adults often have a hard time accepting this. They try to put him, uh, try to make him politically correct. Um, Uh, middle class and sensible and safe but we all know that Jesus is none of these those who approach Jesus like a child accept him for who he is not what 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 they want him to be when Jesus says come to me and receive children come running wanting more adults on the other hand say what's the catch those in spiritual poverty are the ones who have figured out that they are the ones who will be given the kingdom of heaven so how do we become like children We become like children through the sacraments of baptism and communion. The water of baptism washes away the old life that is full of doubt and evil and cleanses us. Christ's blood gives us a regular spiritual cleansing that we need and get through the Eucharist. Baptism and the Eucharist represent a new beginning and a new life. Life starts with childhood spirituality and uh, childhood both physically and spiritually. Both physical and spiritual children are naive full of wonder and trust. What can be more moving than a small child holding out their hands to you in complete trust so you can pick them up? What can be more humbling than the way they ask you for something with a simple belief you can do it or provide it just like Jesus can? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 through 13, Paul makes it clear that as we grow and mature, we put away childish things. We don't stop being childlike in the, in the sense, we don't stop being childlike in the sense that Jesus talks about trusting, humble, willing to follow his commands. We stop throwing tantrums when we don't get our way. We stop trying to be boss in every situation, recognizing that our knowledge is partial and that only God deserves to be in control. The children were brought to Jesus by their parents because they were helpless. They couldn't do it on their own. Spiritual children are the same way. We need people to bring us to Jesus by being a Christ-like friend by sharing what it means to follow Jesus and by carrying thanks to Jesus in prayer. We are challenged to bring people to Jesus so they can become spiritual children. There's a story of a little girl whose mother had given birth to a baby boy. The little girl asked her parents to leave her alone with the new baby. They worried that she might want to hit or shake him, so they said no. Over time, though, since she wasn't showing signs of jealousy, they changed their minds and decided to 
uh, let, let her have private, a private conference with the baby. The little girl went into the baby's room and shut the door, but it opened a crack enough to let the curious parents watch and listen. They saw the little girl walk quietly up to the baby and put her face close to his and say, Baby, tell me what God feels like. I'm starting to forget. We must be like children in our service to God. We must trust and obey him without fail. We must live as children of God should live. In Jesus' time, children were seen as nothings until they were old enough to be useful. Jesus appreciated and valued them for who they were and what they brought, up, they brought as children. A simple, unquestioning faith, a trusting view of life, disregard for wealth and status, taking pleasure in the smallest things. What is our outlook as kingdom people in life, possessions, people, those who might be neglected? It should be like a child's. Children are honest and straightforward. They say what's on their mind without thinking or worrying about what anyone will think, think or say about it. If you remember Art Linkletter's show, Kids Say the Darndest Things, you'll know what I'm talking about. They're an example of how we must be, be before God if we want to receive his blessings. In other words, we must have a childlike heart with simplicity, the ability to learn, trust, forgiveness, responsiveness, and humility. Membership in the kingdom is about grace. That's why Jesus says in Mark chapter 10, verse 15, Truly I say to you, whoever, whosoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Baptism allows us to be like children. It washes away the dirt of our lives and replaces it with the childlike qualities of simplicity, the ability to learn, trust, forgive, be responsive, and have humility. It enables us to be reborn, to start over. Every child born into this, into this world is born helpless. Every child born into this world is dependent on others for food, clothing, protection, and education. Every Christian is born helpless. Just as children depend on others to survive, so Christians need Christ to survive. Helpless dependence is what the kingdom of God is all about. Children are good judges, good judges of character. They can also sense a reason to fear or a reason to be at peace. They are drawn to people with pure hearts. The children in Mark chapter 10, verse 13 through 16 could sense that Jesus was pure in heart. Jesus hugged them and loved them. His love was passionate, open, and emo emotive. Jesus was child-friendly, and his church should be too. In a day when children can be physically, sexually, and emotionally abused, abandoned, ignored, and forgotten, we must remember the one we call Lord, loves all the children in the world. If Jesus loves the children, we, who are his followers, should also love the children. It is abundantly clear that Jesus' attitude was welcoming, open, receptive, concerned for them, very much positive towards them. When they are excluded, he includes them. When they are rejected, he accepts them. When they are made to feel unwelcomed, he opens his arms to them. We can enter the kingdom of God easily when we are like children. And we can do it through unwavering faith like a little child. Knowing that Jesus' priority is our souls. Dealing with sin in a positive manner. 
We become part of God's family through baptism and the spiritual cleansing it gives us. Through the spiritual cleansing, we gain a new childlike nature that allows us to be hopelessly dependent on Christ for salvation. The hopeless dependence children have. We must receive the kingdom in weakness and powerlessness. We need to believe simply because our Heavenly Father tells us, just like children do, something when their parents tell them. Children find the kingdom of God quite easily and enter it quite easily. The kingdom of God is so vast that the only way we can understand it is to be like children, naive, trusting in God, and full of wonder. We receive the kingdom of God when we ask for it to come. When it comes, we will enter it if we are like a little child. It is easy for children to have faith because their minds are not cluttered and they believe what they are told. We too must believe what we are told about the kingdom. Believing is the foundation of faith. Baptism allows us to believe with an uncluttered mind because the spiritual cleansing received through baptism cleans out the clutter from our minds. Faith needs to be based on a strong foundational understanding of the word, a foundation that is based on baptism. We can't see God, but we have faith that he's alive and living within our hearts as we look forward to the promises that are waiting for us. And we can only do this through the sacrament of baptism. In Jesus' time, fathers were the ones who took responsibility for the spiritual growth and well-being of the children, just like our Heavenly Father does for his children. The kingdom is really about caring for the weakest rather than engaging in a political or military victory. It represents true greatness. The blessings God has for us in life belong to those who are like children. We can only come to Jesus in our humble state like children do, looking to him and his grace alone. God designed us to be dependent on him like children depend on their parents. Children represent the poor, the needy, the downtrodden, and the ordinary human beings. We are told to come to Jesus as a child without prejudice, with nothing held back, with the innocence of a child to experience God's love for us. It's often hard for us to come to Jesus as a child with innocent trust. We like our independence. We like to think of ourselves as sophisticated and in control. We are too childish in our self-esteem to be childlike. Let me say that again. We are too childish in our self-esteem to be childlike. If God helps us today, we'll be able to see with eyes of faith the truth behind the scenes. So much of life is beyond our control and we need, to, we need God to protect and bless all of us, children and adults, Baptism doesn't save anyone, but bringing infants to Jesus does have spiritual blessings from God to the childlike faithfulness of the, of the parents. The touch of God on a child's life is like a divine tag in which Jesus says, this child is mine. She may wander all over the world, but she has the tag, the early impression of Jesus in her life, the touch of Christ on her life. This touch comes through baptism into a new life in Christ. We do not make the rules about who comes to Jesus. Jesus does. We do not discriminate in who's, who, who hears the gospel. We must reach all with it. Moreover, we must not place barriers in the lives of those who desire to come to Christ. We can hinder believers by our attitude, inconsistencies, hypocritical living, or by selling a brand of religion that does not show God's grace and his free offer for of eternal life. When we are dependent and trusting, there is a mutuality of bonding that can occur and allow the Spirit of God to flow into our lives in ways that, that are not blocked. Baptism removes everything that hinders believers. 
We begin the proper training of children by making sure our heart is right with God long before they come into the world. When they come into the world, we begin to exert that influence upon their lives. Bringing children to Jesus is just like bringing him a diamond in the rough, a diamond that can be cut and polished and become of invaluable worth. We have a choice to make. Jesus can do the polishing and cutting, or our corrupt, sinful world can. Baptism gives us the spiritual cleansing that we need to begin our new life in Christ, but we also need the regular spiritual cleansing that is provided when we partake of Christ's body and blood through the Eucharist, or at least the symbol of his body and blood through the Eucharist. Just like our clothes need regular cleaning, or our bodies, physical bodies, need daily cleaning, our spiritual lives need the regular cleaning that we get when we partake of the Eucharist. We all need a good spiritual cleaning on a regular basis. Just like Jesus clean, cleansed the money changers, uh, money changers, vendors, cleansed the money changers and vendors from the temple. When Jesus saw evil in the temple of the Lord, he gave it a good cleaning. If Jesus inspects our lives, will he find things that need to be cleaned as well? Baptism allows the Spirit to get into every nook and cranny, every crack, every crevice of our souls, and clean out the dirt of our evil, sinful, corrupt previous life. It is never pleasant, it's never a pleasant experience when the Holy Spirit shows us what we need to change our lives. But we aren't left to do all the work ourselves. In fact, on our own, we can't overcome the sin that needs cleaning out. We need God's power in order to change, and the Spirit works in us to make sure we do. The Spirit's job is, is started through the waters of baptism and continues with the spiritual cleansings we receive through the Eucharist. Jesus taught that we are, we, are, we are to be nothing, and the, the less we are and the weaker we are, the better. The less we have of self, the more room there is in, for, his, uh, for his divine grace. We are to be like children, weak, and having nothing. When a child believes in Christ, it cares, cares nothing for critical points. That is the way we must come to Christ. When we come to him, he will make heaven our home, and he will take us in his arms. Now let's close my sermon this afternoon with these words from an email uh, that I've received quite a while back. They actually describe how we were to come to God like a child and not keep others from coming to him. The poem is entitled, When You Thought I Wasn't Looking. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator and I immediately wanted to paint another one. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed a stray cat and I learned that it was good to be kind to animals. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake for me, and I learned that the little things can be the special things in life. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you say a prayer, and I knew there's a God I could always talk to, and I learned to trust in God. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make a meal and take it to a friend who was sick, and I learned that all we have to help take care of each all we have, I learned that we ha all have to help to take care of each other. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you give of your time and money to help people who had nothing. And I learned that those who have something should give to those who don't. When you thought that I wasn't looking, I saw you take care of our house and everyone in it. And I learned we have to take care of what we are given. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw how you handled your responsibilities, even when you didn't feel good. And I learned that I would have to be responsible when I grow up. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw tears come from your eyes, and I learned that sometimes things hurt, but it's all right to cry. When you, thought, when you thought I wasn't looking, I saw that you cared, and I wanted to be everything that I could be. 
when you thought I wasn't looking, I learned the, the most lesson, the most I learned most of life's lessons that I need to know to be good and productive person when I grow up. When you thought I wasn't looking, I looked at you and wanted to say, thanks for all the things I saw when you thought I wasn't looking. Each of us, parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, teacher, or friend, influences the life of a child. How will you touch the, the, touch the life of someone today? Have you, come him, have, you, have you come to him completely? Are you resting safe in his arms or are you hesitating? Are you being hindered or prevented by someone or something in your life? There is no sorrow when we completely rest on him like a child, a true child of God. Amen. All right. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the service. And that would be the announcements. Close. Not quite the end, but the announcements. There's one in every crowd. All right, folks. Let's get through these, and then we'll have a beautiful little intermission. Very short intermission, then we'll have the round table. Again, this, the service has changed, so you realize everything's a little bit different now. We'll go through it one more time this week and tell you exactly, if you haven't you figured it out yet, what's going on here. Okay? So here we go with the announcements. Okay. You, you can't make a difference. Uh, our church relies on donations and tithes to help us get through uh, times like the pandemic and times like everyday life and times like electric bills and, 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 and uh, you know, dry cleaning bills and, and things like that. We are an all-volunteer church. Nobody here gets a salary. I don't take one. Neither any of our wonderful volunteers here. So we, we need your help. Uh, as you know, this is a tough time. And uh, the coronavirus and the epidemic and, and all the things going on in our world has left us uh, pretty pretty. Uh, helpless and needy right now, as as uh, as as we read today, as to some of our children coming to Christ. So, uh, through Christ, we come to you asking for your help. Uh, if you'd like what, we're, what you're hearing here, if you like what you see here, if you believe in our message that we're trying to spread of uh, unconditional love and inclusivity and hope to the world, please consider making a donation to Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Church. You can do that by going to dallasulc.com and simply clicking on the uh, donate button there. It's completely uh, tax deductible. We are a 501c3. Um, and all of your money goes directly back into the church to help with our ministry, to help us continue our message. Okay? DallasULC.com. Just click on Donate. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. That's going to be an email address. If you have any requests for prayer, simply go to that email address. Click, send us an email through that email address, and we'll be glad to take care of that for you. You can remain anonymous or leave us your name. Uh, you can ask that your prayers be said uh, in our daily prayers here at the church, we do pray every day here at Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Church. Or you can ask that your prayers be said on the Sunday during the prayers of intercession with the rest of the congregation. And again, that's pray at dallasulc.com. Compliments, concerns, compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Very simple. Another email address for you. You have a compliment, a concern, a suggestion, or complaint. Simply give us an email. Feedback at dallasulc.com. Feedback at dallasulc.com. All right, Don, you ready for this one? You with me? Oh, I think he went to sleep on us. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? Yeah. Can you believe we have a podcast? Yeah, yeah he was asleep, wasn't he? <laughs> it's true, folks. We have a podcast. We had a podcast for about four years, four years now. It's it's a great place to go and uh, you know if you're out on a run or you're walking the dog or you're you know on taking your morning commute and on the train, just pop in those earphones, take a listen. It's I tell you every week, you know, I I hear something different when I listen to the podcast rather than watching it on YouTube or or any of the other places or even being here in person. 
uh, it's just something I, I just catch different things that I miss otherwise. And I think it's a great way to, another way for, uh, for you to, to get a dose of, uh, of the bishop for the week. I'm not saying that you really need that, but hopefully what the bishop is giving you helps, helps you out in life a little bit. So if you want to check out our podcast, it's a, like I said, it's a real you know, a great alternative to YouTube. And to, we would love for you to come to church, actually. I mean, that'd be great. But if you can't make it, hey, check out the podcast. Or if you came to church, you want to listen to it again, see what you missed, check out the podcast. You just go to Your Path with Bishop Mark on your favorite browser. Your Path with Bishop Mark. Type that in. It'll take you right to our, our, uh, our podcast. Or you can listen on one of these wonderful providers. And those providers are Anchor by Spotify, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and, of course, TuneIn. Check them out, folks. Check out the podcast. It's a lot of fun. So for the sixth year in a row, we are doing the walk to end Alzheimer's. We're now in October, folks. The walk is in November, the beginning of November. If you haven't signed up, now's the time to do it because you got to get some fundraising done. Um, there's some great prizes to win. Uh, anybody who gets a, gets hundred dollars, just a minimum of a hundred dollar donation, not single donation, but any amount at least two hundred dollars, you got to get a, a nice shirt from the uh, from the experience out there. Um, this is our sixth year to do this, and and as many of you know, I, I lost my grandmother to after a long, long battle with Alzheimer's about a year and a half ago. And so this is something that's very dear and near to my heart. But I guarantee you that most of you, even if you haven't been directly affected by Alzheimer's, most of you know somebody who has been. And this is a disease that's got to be stopped. I mean, it's, it's just ludicrous to watch what this does to people and to their families. And it's, it's something that, that we need to find a cure for quickly. So I ask for you to join us. Or if you can't even donate, donate consider making a donation to, the, to, the, uh, to our, our team. Now, how do you do that? I'm going to show you how to do that right at the end of this. It's fixing to talk here in a minute, I think. I think I talked quicker this time, so I got through it. Munchkin goes with us every year. I have to carry him a little more every year, but he's been going this is six years as well. <laughs> a lot of memories, a lot of memories. It, it's a good time, but it's also for a, a great cause. So we enjoy it, but we know what we're there to do. You know, spread the message about, you know, learning about it and spread, making some money to, to, to fix the problem, okay? Here we go. Do I talk in this thing sometimes? <laughs> We've had some small groups to big groups. Uh, we had a great time out there, I tell you. Here I go, maybe. And one year it was just Marshall and I. All right. Here we go. We are live at the walk <laughs> to end Alzheimer's. Munchkin's down here with us. Hey, Munchkin. Hey, hey guys, everybody say hello. 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 It's a cold, wet morning here, but uh, we're here. So, uh, hey, this is Dallas Universal Life Church at the walk to end Alzheimer's. Hey, Facebook, check us out. DallasVLC.com. Yeah, I have a voice after that thing yelling and screaming and doing the whole thing but we have it's really we have a good time now let me tell you what, what's going to happen here and how this works uh i'll just tell you if i can get this to come up for us uh starting on november the 10th okay we have our annual walk the end alzheimer's sleepover you must be in by 10 o'clock that night if you want to come the doors will not reopen until tomorrow until the next morning uh, when we're leaving for uh the walk okay uh door closes at 10 like i said the next morning november the 11th which is a saturday 
We will depart the church no later than 7 a.m. to head to, head to Dallas City Hall. Again, they're having it again at Dallas City Hall this year as of now. If anything changes with the coronavirus or any health things like that, that could change. But as of now, we're planning on going to Dallas City Hall, uh, leaving here at 7 a.m. After that, the registration is at 8 a.m. Uh, opening ceremonies is at 9 a.m. And the Black Walk in Alzheimer's starts at 9.30. We'll do the walk. We'll head back here to the church, regroup, um, maybe have some, some refreshments, a little bit of fellowship, and then take a break. And we'll all return here the next day, Sunday, November the 12th at 3 p.m. for your Sunday services. Good time for us just to kind of close out the weekend, give ourselves a pat on the back, and, and uh, you know, just let us wind down a little bit after a very long but productive, hopefully, weekend. Okay? So walk into Alzheimer's. Now, how do you get there? How do you, how are you going to sign up for that? You go to HTTP colon forward slash forward slash ACT dot ALZ dot org slash go to slash Dallas ULC. It's right there. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash ACT dot ALZ dot org slash go to slash Dallas ULC. Now, you can either sign up to join our team there and come walk with us. Or you can actually donate there to the entire team or to a specific team member that you'd like to donate to uh, to help out the team. So please, you know, help us in one way or the other. Okay, support us with this and let's get this, let's try and get this disease, another disease in this world that, that needs to go away. It's just, just it, it needs to go away. that little video clip was anybody anybody take a guess how long 20 seconds seemed like four minutes so didn't it it's a long time that's how long you have to wash your hands with soap before you start killing the germs that's the minimum amount of time that's a long time it seems like forever you know i see guys go to the bathroom all the time they go okay they're gone that did nothing you did all you do is spread your germs around in a little bit of water okay uh, we know we know look 20 seconds, as long as that clip was soap and water up above the water, okay? Up here, you're lathering it up real good. 20, 20 seconds worth of that. Sing that song if you have to. Sing Happy Birthday twice if you have to, okay? Then you wash it out with water, dry them good, and then you use hand sanitizer if you have it. Now, why am I going over this? Look, this pandemic is ridiculous, folks. I think that we could we could have nipped this thing in the bud long ago, but we could still do something to help slow it down or maybe even stop it. And that's just, the first thing you can do is wash your hands. You know, you, 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 you make food, you wash your hands. You eat food, you wash your hands. You pet the dog, you wash your hands. You go to the bathroom, you wash your hands. You get up out of bed in the morning, you wash your hands. You pick your nose, you wash your hands, okay? You scratch wherever you're going to scratch, you go wash your hands, okay? It's not, that, it's not that difficult. It's very, very simple. Wash your hands to ex exhaustion. I don't care. Get your hands washed. You touch things all over the place, and then you put it up in your mouth and everywhere else. Look, your hands are filthy. Wash them. Please wash them. I don't want to get any more phone calls about you know, people dying and relatives being sick and people on ventilators and people being found in their apartments after being dead for three days from this horrible disease. This is ridiculous. We can stop this. Wash your hands. Continue to do your social distancing. Wear a mask if you, if you need to, if you feel comfortable doing that. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated, okay? If you're sick, stay home and call your doctor. Care about the other people in this world more than you care about yourself. And that's by taking care of yourself in this, by washing your hands and, and getting vaccinated so you don't infect somebody else. Please, please wash your hands and get vaccinated. Okay.
Um, a couple of weeks ago, we enacted a new change in the church. And started on December the 19th, or excuse me, September the 19th of this year. We decided that uh, communion will only be offered on the third Sunday of the month and on special holidays, uh, feast days, and special occasions. Okay? Now, why did we do this? It's very, very, very simple and, and very complicated at the same time, if I can say it that way. There's a lot of reasons, but let's just go with the basic ones here real quickly. Okay? This is just for any of you who have not, kind of wondering what's going on here today, why we're not having communion or whatever. We have made some changes, and, and, and this is why we've done that. Uh, the attendance, our, our services, and the round table together, along with an intermission and everything else, it was just too long. It was just people just, it, it just was too long for people to, to stick around. And I think our attendance may have uh, suffered because of that. So hopefully we'll see some rising numbers now. Okay. Um, this gives us a time to have more personal discussions about our issues, what we need to talk about, not necessarily just having church, but having times to, which is what we originally started the church with the round table for, was to be together and to talk and to work things out and to be more of a one-on-one -on -one or a group session where we can actually talk about it and use our own brains and and and, and debate things and, and learn things together rather than somebody just preaching at you and you're regurgitating prayers back, okay? Um, attention spans. Look, look, two hours is a long time. Two and a half hours is longer. I mean, we when you put the hour-long service together with a 15-minute break along with another 30, 45 minutes or an hour of a, of a round table, people just couldn't handle it. And I, I understand that. I was beat pretty much every week after after those. So this may help with that as well, and I think it's going to be better for our congregants to keep it a little shorter, and maybe we'll have a little better discussion time and get, get through things a little better and, 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 and get through some life challenges together that maybe we weren't addressing as well by having the longer services, okay? Um, I think it also makes communion more special because we're not doing it every week. It's something you can look forward to. So the third th Sunday of the month, hey, we've got communion, and it's going to be something that you don't get all the time. It's only 12 times a year every, you know, every month, plus you know a couple of special holidays. So... It's not a bunch now, so you need to come on and enjoy communion with us and, and enjoy that fellowship as well, okay? Are there any questions? This is going to be the last time I'm going to bring this up during service. Are there any questions about our new communion policy and what we're doing as far as service goes? Anything at all? Okay. Good. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of our announcements. Our announcements are almost as long as the service now, I swear. <laughs> so let's go ahead and rise for our dismissal, please. This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? So today we talked about the children being like child, like children, like a child of God, actually being childlike in order to enter into the kingdom. Talk to me. What did you have? Any thoughts about today's service? First of all, let me tell you, uh, this was a miracle having a program. Uh, we, <laughs> the actual computer that we used to, to do our, uh, our programs every week completely crashed, uh, crashed on us. Uh, so uh, I quickly, very quickly, uh, put together a program on the Mac and on the, in Windows, and not on, on Windows, but in, uh, in the, on the Mac on Microsoft Word, and got at least a program out. So thank God for that. Um, so he did fix it. I have not. I have not looked at the computer yet. I would like to thank. Yeah, let me, let me thank him also. Uh, our, he's not here now, but our, our our friend of the church who occasionally comes to service, Stevo uh, Stevo as we call him. His name is Stephen. Stevo uh, took apart the computer we had this problem with, moved some hard drives around, fixed some Windows problems, and got us going back. Oh, supposedly got us going back over there. I haven't had a chance to look at. it. I was kind of rushing to 
get a new program done and everything. Also, let me let me do this right now so that we'll, we'll have a chance. Um, for a long time, uh, there was times when you know during the pandemic and whatnot, I was the only one here, and and that's you know trying to put the service together just on the work that I do alone just by myself is a ton of work. But to add on top of it the cleaning and preparing and, and making of, of the church, it, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a ton. And I'm not trying to, to, to boost my own horn, to treat my own horn here, but I'm trying to say that we've got some guys here that have really stepped up the last couple of weeks. And, and I want to thank them. And that's uh, Jeff, who just joined us, and Don over here. Uh, they have been, um, you know, I, 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 I come out, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> if you can just not mess with my, not mess with my sound. Now listen, I have come out, I, before when I had people helping, you know, I, I'm pretty sure of anybody that helps, but I used to have to come out and, and, and say, well, you forgot this, or you forgot this, you forgot this, and you had, you know, the whole spiel. Now, I, I don't have to do that. I mean, for the most part, I think the only thing I had to say today was light the candles. So I appreciate that. And, and the, the place is clean, it looks good, and, and, and I appreciate y'all for doing that. And, um, uh, you know, it, it means a lot to me, and I and I know that it's a lot of work. And I want you to know that I do recognize that, and I do see it. And I know I can be a hard ass at times. You know. I know I can, and it's only it's for a good reason, though. It you is for pay us. I, I could pay you if, if y'all would tithe. Yeah. Uh huh. So if y'all tithe your ten percent, we gotta do what? Tithe your ten percent. Tithe your 10% of your income. I mean, everything, not just your income. Everybody, anything you have money, goods, anything that comes in that you deal with, that you may earn as an income, that you get, that comes into your into your presence, you tithe 10% of that to the church. I'm glad to pay you then. I'll start a church. Okay. Y'all can tithe me. <laughs> well, uh, See? I got you. I do. Go so ahead and start a church. 10% of everything. But you better get people to come to your church. That's yeah. the hardest part. I can tell you that right off the bat. What? Getting people to come to your church. I think 10% is a little steep, sir. It's what the Bible says. I know, but the Bible's a little old. Really, you think that, that you have to do 10 cents on a dollar, 10 cents out of a dollar is a lot of money for what we offer here at the church. Well, you only bump into like two or three grand at a time every month or so. That's right. So, I mean, some people make, make $200 a week, $300 a week. Okay, so they say, that's not bad, you know? Well, you a month. I'll see what I can do. Guys. Anyway, what I was trying to do there, I was trying to thank you both, and I appreciate the work you've done. It means a lot. It does mean a lot. Y'all caught on real quick. And um, So when I lose money, does the church pay me? Oh, no. God. Major <laughs> no, it's a good incentive for you to make money. It's a good incentive for you to be making money. And that's what that's what your your other your insurances are for. Is, is in, that's the time that you get on your knees and pray. God, I can't get God. on my knees, sir. That's when you come. That's when you come. Well, that's okay. We'll, we'll give you an exception. That's when you come into church and and lean on your fellow parishioners and say, "Thank you for helping me out right give me now." Give me a dollar. Give me a cigarette. I've been leaning hard too. <laughs> All right. So this is the, that kind of banter is, is how you say childlike. You know. You can joke with each other and have a good time, but and, and, you know there's there's some seriousness we're talking about there. We are talking about things that are serious. You know, our our church is, is struggling financially right now. We are, uh, but all churches are struggling financially right now, uh, and I, I know that. And a lot of them have closed their doors because of the things that have gone on in our world. And I'm sorry for that. And I, I hate to see that happen, but um, let's just keep on trucking. I mean, all we can do is go week by week here, and, and with our energy, and keep on hoping people come in. Now, I'm going to ask you, look. Please, this part of this childlike this enthusiasm is getting out there and talking to people about the church. When, you know, I, everybody I talk to, I talk about the church. 
Everybody I talk to, I don't even matter so how I show up here with twenty right. people. What are we going to do? We'll, we'll, we'll find room. We'll find room for them. Look, we had twenty people in here for our first Easter. Oh, we put them in here. How many? Twenty. We had twenty. People. There were no seats anywhere. I had to sit on a on one of the step stools up here at the front because we didn't have any more chairs. And there was a person already sitting on the floor over here. It was beautiful. And we had a, a nice potluck afterwards. It was it's one of the best services I think we've had. As far as I'm in. I'm in. Not, we had hot, no, 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 cocktails. Uh, we had a, a potluck. A potluck. Oh. We had food. Uh, it was Easter. Mm-hmm. We do that again for coming up in Thanksgiving. Um, so that, we haven't started talking about that yet because we've got other things coming up, like the, the walk in Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Please sign up for the walk in Alzheimer's if you haven't done it, if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to do it. And it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. We have a good time out there. And it's for a great, great cause. Okay? Yeah, I'm going. All right. I'm going. It's been my sixth year in a row to go. Uh, Marshall and I are the two that have gone every year. So he's already signed up as well. So it'll be Marshall and I and Gavin and Don has signed up. Um, I think Joshua's going to sign up as what well. What about Gavin. that girl? They can get her to go? You know, nurse? It, what girl? I'm not sure which girl you're talking about, but... The I'm, nurse? Oh. What nurse? That? You know, you know you unfortunately, go unfortunately we don't have a... We don't have a a singles group yet here at the church. Thank you. But here's what I suggest for you. Uh, uh, oh, I was just no, 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 I agree with you. Right. Jeff, that's great. But here's what I suggest for you. I suggest that, that you work on getting our our population up and, and attracting more members, and then you can start, you can be in charge of the uh, the singles club. Mm, wow. XNXX, that's what we'll call no, it. Not <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Meet me on Tinder. Not let me throw up, Lord have mercy. Church is a great place to meet people. Sometimes you can meet, because sometimes you actually can meet um, people that you can go out with from, from church. And I think it's a good place to do that. I, don't, I, I will not accept my church being a, 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 I will not accept my church being a meat market or a dating game or any of the drama that comes along with it. That stuff stays outside the doors. Ask Gavin. He'll tell you. I don't put up with that here. Well, not for gay people, but for heterosexuals it's Okay. <laughs> Isn't it given Can I throw them out now or later? <laughs> I see this is going to be a short round table. Oh, no. Are you that horny? Oh, no. no this is all going in. This is all going in. No, you know it is. Oh, yeah, it's all going in. Oh, it's all going in. Will you show it to that girl? I, I will show it to anybody. I'll, you know what? I'll make it worldwide. I'll put it right on our website. What was that girl? Andrea? What was she talking about? It doesn't matter. She knows She's a nurse friend of mine who comes by occasionally. Oh, Andrea, I was right, wasn't he I? He in love, huh? Anyway. No, he won't. He's just, he's, he, he's, he's being a typical. Nope. He's just April being the typical, male. stereotypical male and playing, playing games with us. And then he's trying to, get a ri- trying to get a rise out of us is what he's trying to do. Oh, don't yeah, go, don't no, go there. No, I'm really don't go not, there. I really would like to. I'm sure I you would. I'm, I'm sure you would. She is a beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. And she's a nurse. And she's very sweet. Very she's well. very, very sweet. And, but I know and I'll tell you one thing else about her. She won't take care of your ass either. I don't need to be taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen up. Talk to me a little bit about today's sermon. Talk to me a little bit about some of your issues going on. Tell me. Let's do a little round table. Andrew, it looks like you've got something going on over there. What's up? You okay? Yeah, I am okay. You sure? Yeah, I'm imagine. Okay, good. Anybody have anything to talk okay. about, about today's service? No. Childlike. Look, it's hard to do that. It's not. I do it all the time. Well, okay, then, then you got it down. I do that. But, yeah. but, but are you doing it too much? I always do it. We're talking about things in moderation. We gotta do, I think I've talked about that all the time. But you know, doing things in moderation, you do it too much, you're overdoing it, you do it too little, you're not getting enough. And, and I think that's 
probably one of those issues we have to look at. It just is, there are times in this world, unfortunately, we still do have to be adults and, and live with adult, uh, to make adult decisions and, and to use our, our, our uh, well, years. I'm to hang out with, I'll do that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's days like these that I, you know. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. All right. Seven more. Okay. Um, all right. This will be a quick one then. So, uh, y'all don't have much to say to me? Mm-mm. It was good. I loved it. I, I, I enjoyed it. The walking at Alzheimer's coming up. Um, let's, uh, one thing I missed the last week, and I, I'm sorry I did, uh, I, since I wanted to do the round table, we, usually, we always close the round table with a prayer. Now, here's the deal. It's going to be a little different. We used to close the round table. We all circled up and held hands uh, for our prayer. But as you know, including in our, in our services for the, the Red After Communion, the Song of Communion, we used to hold our hands up as well. But we don't do that right now because of the pandemic. So um, what I'm going to ask is, I'm just to remind you, look, if you haven't signed up for the Walking and Alzheimer's, please go do it. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, you know, we have a little sleepover the night before, and we all get up and go and do the same uh, on, on, on uh, uh, Saturday. And it's, 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 it is a lot of fun. What? A little slumber party. It's a lock-in. It's what it is. It's a lock-in. I don't want to be locked in that party. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's nothing like that. It's a very... It's, it's a nice time. Okay. See, I'm going to go back to the dirty side. Oh. And out of boom. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Look, it's... it's, it's oh, yeah. I, I would say it's good, clean fun, but that'd probably take another way as well. Yeah, you know, it's just not going to happen that way. Look, door. we have some soda pop, we have some chips, and we have some, some music going on. We relax until the next morning. The only reason we do the damn thing, and we'll tell you straight up why, why I did it, is to make sure everybody's here on time. Because if we didn't do it, it'd be, you know, nobody, we'd be sitting out in the parking lot waiting for people to show up, and it'd be noon before they got here, and it's things over, you know? So that's why we do it. Uh, but it's, it's also a good time to get together and, and meet and meet and greet and, and talk to your, to your fellow congregants and not have to be so, con, you know, in, in such a setting like church. It's sometimes just kind of be a little more casual with each other, okay? All right. So walk at Alzheimer's. Let me ask you one more thing. How are you liking the new shorter service? How are you liking not having communion? God. You love it. Came. God came. I missed the one kind of myself. Huh? I kind of missed the wine. I know you so. missed the wine, but you know what? You wouldn't have got the wine anyway you know, because you know, the pandemic, with the pandemic, I'm the only one who gets to drink the wine. Yeah, so. there you go. Yeah, because we don't I have to. I drink it every day. I'm sure you do. <laughs> oh, so he is an alcoholic. He likes to sneak in there with the, 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 the wine. Uh, yeah, we've had, we've had some, some talks had about that. I've had I'm a liar. I had, to, I, had to, I had to knock him on the hand with a ruler a couple times. Yeah. What? I blessed you better than he did. What did you do with the wine? Huh? What do you do? Dip in the wine? Yeah. Oh, Lord. All you gotta do is might get sweet. Yeah, and then they're the Bermuda wine and, 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 and the Cabernet. Or have a little, have a little, a little drink after dinner. Yeah, funny. Is that why we ran out? We get tried. So we ran out. No, I go in there. I go. I just bought this wine. Where is it? I like that more. All right, folks. So let's circle up, and I will do a final prayer, and then help you put this room back together for the rest of the week, and we'll do it all over again next week. Sound good to you? Sound good to me? Yeah, who's asking? All right, let's circle up. Selfish. Let's circle up. Come on, Don. Join us. Come over here and join us. We, we can't touch each other's hand, but we can't be close enough together where we can, we can do a little prayer here. Feel each other's energy at least. Okay? I feel it from here. All right. Here we go. Come on, John. George, come join us. Let, 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 let Don come in here with us. I know, I know you're old. You've got to take a little while to get here. I'm just trying to help you out here. Yes. <laughs> If he did, we wouldn't be standing here, trust me. Dear Father in Heaven, I'd like to thank you today for all that we've experienced today. Our fellowship, our laughter, our good humor, 
Um, it's, it's because of you that we are able to laugh and enjoy life and praise you freely in this world. And so many others in this world are unable to do so. And we are so grateful for that. Uh, please watch over us this week. Please help us to continue to be childlike and, and be there coming to you when we need help, coming to you when we have questions, coming to you when we need to be just nudged a little bit onto the right path. And, and, and listening to you and taking your advice in, hearing your word, and knowing that it is what we need to do. Lord, we ask all of this in Jesus Christ's name, and we will see you next week. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, I'm going to run back together, and we're all done for the day. Thank you so much.